You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Hello there. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Andrew and Don are back here once more, and we have another lovely special guest with us this week. We're, we're here this week to talk about the lovely world of Star Wars publishing, the books and the comics, because we got a lot of big reveals within the last few weeks, and uh, we just wanted to take some time to talk about them because we've been exploring the outside aspects, the outside-the-box stuff of Star Wars lately. We've talked about collecting. We've talked about video games. Now let's give the books some love. And with us, uh, you might know him from his TikToks. You might know him from utini.com. Jacob Bausch is here with us. How are you today? Pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about all the things New York City Comic Con. You know, normally some of these publishing reveal panels are, I'm going to be honest, a little bit of sleepers. Uh but they gave us quite a bit to talk about uh, this past you know week or so. So it's going to yeah. be a good time. They'll like save the big stuff for like celebration. Usually we'll have a big publishing reveal and then some of the comic cons. But I was shocked just how much they talked about and revealed here. Because I think we expected a few things. But we got a, a bunch of new reveals, especially on the comic side. Uh, some game-changing announcements of what the the slate is going to be like coming soon, and some new titles we can look forward to. Uh, Jacob, one of the th- well, first of all, as I said before the episode started, uh, it's nice to have you here in an environment <laughs> that isn't us uh, in a sudden sudden death trivia contest. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> every time I every time I see Mo and Buck from now on, I'm just going to be like you. You did this. You know, we we didn't win, but we made history yeah. for having the closest match in the history of oh. uh, in a galaxy uh, trivia contest. Yes, so. yes, we did. We it, it was the closest match, and uh, it was it was a great one. And I'm not going to blame Buckamo. I'm going to blame Eli. I'm going to blame Eli. That's fair. I'm That's also going to blame uh, Don because he helps write the questions. But, <laughs> um, so guilty as charged. Like, yeah, one thing. I, I like to do with uh, first time guests before we get into the thing is normally I will ask them uh, their first memories of Star Wars, how they got into Star Wars. But uh, to kind of twist it with the theme of this episode and also because we don't want to talk about the movies right now, um, I'm going to ask you, what was your the, the first thing that really got you into books and Star Wars comics? Like, do you have a first memory of that? What was the first book that yeah. like really hooked you, and what was the story there? Yeah, my so I was very much a like public library kid growing up. Like, it's all like at least like once a week, my parents would like take me to the library and just like drop me off and let me run around for like forty five minutes. So my first memory of Star Wars books probably started there. Um, I know the Jedi Quest and Jedi Apprentice like uh, books were very popular. However, my like brain would not let me read them because like my library never had like a complete set. And I'm like, if I'm gonna start, I need to read all of them. And I can't. Mm, de- I feel like, that so much. Seven or eight missing when I get to that in a couple months. So I actually read uh, the Last of the Jedi uh, series, which is another Scholastic series, and Galaxy of Fear as a kid. Those were kind of my my starting points. 
uh, you know, I was probably like seven or eight years old. And then I remember I still have my copy of it in the other room, but my first adult Star Wars novel was Outbound Flight. Um, and that was, I don't know, around when it came out. I saw that at a thrift store the other the other month. Which was bizarre because I had read Outbound Flight, That's- but I did not read Heir to the Empire until like, and that was like, you know, 10 plus, 15 plus years ago. I've not read Heir to the Empire until this year. So a very odd way to, to approach Thrawn from a Legends perspective. But that is kind of my introduction mm-hmm. to star wars literature if you will uh yeah i i i remember reading i was actually just thinking about there's Last no Jedi wrong the way day. to approach thrawn that's true I, 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 I was i was i was thinking about those books the other day and jedi quest is another one where i read maybe two or three when i was a kid i have no memory of them except for when uh siri tachi showed up in padawan last yes. year and it just unlocked a bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> Um, I, I remember I had like a book that was like a two-in-one that featured Siri Tachi. Uh, it's like the one where um, she and Obi-Wan have to like look after a kid and that's the first time their feelings get explored. And that was like, it was like a two-in-one bundle book and it was like coupled with this like sort of generational thing of like going from Yoda to Dooku, Dooku to Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Wan to Anakin, like exploring all of those different Padawan dynamics all linked by their interactions with the same character, which was really, there were really cool books and they kind of along with like the legends novel jedi trial that really kind of opened me up to star wars publishing for sure yeah i just remember i i very similar to jacob i have a lot of vivid memories of going to a public library and and we had a, a specific kids section and there was a whole section of star wars books and they had the visual dictionaries they had i think they had a couple like episode one like pop-up books so it was like that that era i have really fond memories of even though i didn't read too many of them i will like i I, it's a goal to like find some of them eventually and and get a whole bunch of them back um in terms of the new canon though have you like been keeping up since the beginning or is that like a more recent thing where you decided to go all in yeah, I probably started. This was, I think, it was after I graduated college. Was when I kind of started, and that was 2018. So I was like a really big reader in high school, and then like pretty much did not read a single book the entire time I was in college. Uh, and then kind of was looking away, looking for a way to get back into reading. Uh, so I started reading Star Wars books then, and I was kind of like casually doing it, and then really started picking it back up. Um, you know. 20 into 2019 into 2020 uh, is when I kind of really kicked into full gear. And then, then that's also when I started with the comics, I had not read like almost any, I picked up like the first trade paperback of the first star Wars series. And that was about it. Uh, but like, that was when I joined Utini and or it was 2021. I don't know. It's all kind of like a blur at this point, but they were like, we're going to start covering comics more. So I'm like, I can do that. So I read like basically ever, every Marvel Canon comic in like a summer. Um, oh, wow. So Marvel nice. Unlimited is pretty crazy uh, when you have that access right there. So, oh, yeah, no, no. but it's, no, that was kind of my my new canon or my yeah, my journey that way. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I, I'm excited to hear more about that and finally give a lot of these books that we maybe haven't been able to talk about on the show yet, just because some of us haven't been able to read them yet, because there's so, so many Star Wars books out there at this point. Um, famously, the reason why we haven't covered much High Republic yet is because Don and I are both <laughs> a phase behind. Ooh, um, indeed. 
but it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but an, like the High Republic like, library itself is just huge anyway. Like, and then you add in all of the other like supplementary novels and comics on top of that. It's insane. I, I don't know. I've been going through bad attention span issues the last couple months. So like, I'm still trying to get through battle scars. Like that's, that's mm. still my project. It's been that it's <laughs> May. And I'm just like, all right, I'll read a chapter and then I'll be like, that's it for the night. And then like three weeks will go by and I'll be like, all right, another chapter. Here we go. And then just that's keeps going. Exactly. I'm like, I'm really enjoying the book, but I just can't, I'll be like, I'm going to read. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just like that. But another thing we like to do, or we have been doing the last couple of weeks is we have a new segment that we like to call the Jedi archives. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. This is essentially uh, our podcast Hall of Fame segment where every week we nominate a Star Wars related thing. It can be literally anything we want it to be, and we leave it up to you guys to decide. So we'll put up a Twitter poll, and uh, you guys can vote. We've had two so far. Last week, our nominees were uh, Connor nominated Keeve Trennis, Don nominated Bell Zetifer, I nominated the pod racing level from the Lego. <laughs> game and jared our guest the dark jedi nominated uh star wars in soul caliber 4 which was yoda being <laughs> playable characters and the winner of the vote is soul caliber 4 so join <laughs> savvy's choice of jedi master jorah mali soul caliber 4 yoda darth vader and in the Jedi Archive. So, uh, Jacob, I'm going to let you, because I didn't run this by you before. <laughs> you want to just take a bit? We'll go first so you can yeah, think of something, right. if you can think of something. Uh, Don, what do you got? Because mine's mine's out there, and I know you briefly brought it up. So, give it a whirl. Uh, I'm going to nominate, uh, for this week's edition of the Jedi Archives, the song Spice Man from this year's video game Jedi uh, Survivor. Because uh, it's one of my favorite Everybody. things about, because like Jedi Survivor is packed full of amazing things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we we haven't even talked about that game on, on this podcast yet, because there's like so much uh, stuff in there and we haven't even 100 percented. But like, it's one of my favorite things that like on, uh, on in the Pylon Saloon, you get all these uh, characters to fill the place up with. And then the fact that you get like a DJ droid that plays different songs is just one of the coolest little things that they just, they didn't have to do, but they did it anyway. Uh, and there's all different songs. Everyone's going to have their preferences, but I just love Spice Man. It's just got such a cool kind of like club vibe. And I love the electronica kind of uh, feel of it. And it, it almost kind of starts with like whale noises, which I, you know, I just assume that might be like Purgle stuff. Which is just, yeah, it's just it's a cool song. It's a bop. I'll say that. All right. Um, so this week, you know, I, I, um, I thought I had two good choices <laughs> the last two episodes. And I lost. So this week I'm going for the kill. Um, oh, now you might be saying, Andrew, just nominate Valance. I'm like, no, mm. I can't. I haven't read Bounty Hunters yet, so I, I can't be cheap. Um, Damn, I should have nominated him. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have been going through a very, very strong nostalgic feeling 
for how I felt and growing up during the prequel era again. Uh, not just watching the movies, but just like re-immersing myself in just the environment back then. And I'm not talking about the toxic forums back then. I'm talking about mm -hmm. like actually growing up as a kid, experiencing these movies. So I'm going to take you back to around 2006. And one of the great things about not only Star Wars, but Star Wars merch is the tie-ins. And around 2006, they did a Saga Collection tie-in with Burger King. So I'm going with the watches that they did for that tie-in. Don, I don't know if you know this because you're not from the States, but literally they had these watches. I still have some of them. I pulled it out. So they have these for like each movie. So this is like the Whoa. Revenge of the Sith one. So like here's the Anakin one. And then here's the Vader one. So then the, the, they have oh, these for cool. each of these. I still have all the little tins they came out with. Um, oh, wow. If you're wondering, yes, I did dig through uh, a crate in my basement before this episode and was like, what are you going to nominate? And I was <laughs> these watches came to mind. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I wanted to nominate like one of the like crossover promotion things for one of the movies at some point. And what better way to go with, to start it off than the one that I have the complete set of? And plus, like, no better way to like. Let me make sure this one doesn't have a watch in it. Let me find one that does. <laughs> I think it. Might, okay, we're gonna go with Attack of the Clones. So what? You know, you're just you're like I'm gonna impress my friend, or you're gonna go on a date. What better way than to to pull up with this this cool little Yoda watch? And they'll be like, Oh man, you like Yoda? I'm like, No. It's Count Dooku. And then boom, there you go. So that's my horrible pick. Have the time I do. <laughs> the Jedi Archives. Jacob, have you um have you I, thought of anything? I, have, have you, uh, you know, I do uh, I where you're going with it. Uh you know, I also think the McDonald's glasses that may or may not give you lead poisoning are a great poll for future. Those episodes. are another one too. Yeah. Uh, but my, I can send you a picture of this for your Twitter poll or whatever. My pick specifically is it's from the Dark Droids number three comic from I think last week and now at this point. Uh, it's a R five droid um, that has little like human arms sticking out the front of it. Uh, like all the droids have been like kind of hybridized with human body parts. It's very weird. It's very creepy. But it's just a little R5 oh. droid with, with human arms sticking out the front of it. And it's like it's just like a speech bubble. It's like, I am hungry. I need the meat. And it's a little, little pathetic <laughs> little dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. Dark droids is kind of a wild reason. trip right now. Uh, yeah. I'll send it to you for the wanna... Twitter poll. It's silly yes. goofy. Please uh, do. And, yeah. I don't want to read that. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, no, that's insane. Because um, that's one that I've been... I've been very curious because I'm behind on all the main lines right now. So I haven't been mm -hmm. able to read Dark Droids yet because I, I kind of made the mistake of going into both Crimson Rain and War of the Bounty Hunters just reading the main line and not reading the other uh, stuff right. going around. So I didn't want to do that with Dark Droids because I felt like I'd be confused, especially because there's a lot of stuff that I think they were building towards that I'm just not there yet. So, But it looks wild. And it it's it, pretty crazy. It indirectly, I think, gave us D Squad back. So it did, it's right here. I mean, there you I, go. It's, oh, there it is. D Squad number one with WAC 47 from the original episode. 
spoilers, ah. there so far has been no Mieber Gaskin. I am really praying he shows up at some point. Well, why are you even making the why are you even making the series? Yeah, if, if, <laughs> no, that's there. When 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 the uh when we can talk about TV again, uh Meager Meager Gascon is 100 percent going to be a future <laughs> uh nomination. So uh perhaps the most wild edition of the archives yet. So mm-hmm. we will be posting a Twitter poll uh right around the time the episode drops where you can vote for uh vote for myself, Don, or Jacob's choice. Uh, you have the crazy R5 droid that needs meat. You have the uh, uh, Jedi Survivor song that John, what's the name? I'm I'm blanking. Uh-huh. I'm blanking. Spice Man, and then you have Burger King Star Wars watches from 2006. Uh, you have the, given the me an idea for my next nomination, Andrew. I'll say <laughs> you know, that eventually. The only reason why I didn't, haven't gone with like the Taco Bell Phantom Menace stuff. Is because mm-hmm. I, I I was one when that movie came out, and I don't have like a super vivid connection to it. But that's definitely the one that like so many people think of when they think of like fast food tie-ins. It'll eventually get nominated. It's just like I wanted to go with the one that I have full connection to because I still somehow seventeen years later have at least all the tins still uh, in some storage unit in my basement. Uh, but now let's get into the main course, which is. The big reveals from New York Comic Con. We got quite a bit in terms of not only books, but comics as well. And uh, a few reference books I think we're getting um, as well, which I'm very excited for because I I love me some art of books. I love me some visual dictionaries. uh, And I'm just really excited to where publishing is going. I've loved that. Kind of ever since we've taken the break with movies, they've gone more all out with the books and have let them like do their own thing and tell their own stories and not just be mainly tie-ins with what we're going to see in the movies uh, that get people like, oh, we're going to see more of this. And then it doesn't happen. Uh, Resistance Reborn. Yeah. Uh, but then... <sighs> um, but then... Do you remember when, like, we- Lost Stars was like... There was a whole theory about Lost Stars that like Thane and Sienna were raised parents, and that was like the main one of the main reasons I was oh, like, oh, maybe I should. I'd that never heard that theory. I mean, That's my favorite Star Wars book of all time. Uh, and but it's I, still a fantastic. I love book. how, but yeah, it's, it's still its biggest contribution, I think, to the greater Star Wars canon is, oh, that's where that Star Destroyer on Jakku is from. But mm-hmm. like, I, I need Claudia, Claudia. I'm begging you at some point. <laughs> At oh, yeah. some point, give me uh, Lost or Stars or Two I was Lost, Two Stars or something. So delusional for this comp- this panel because I'm like, why is Claudia here? She hasn't written anything in so long. She wrote The Fallen Star back in 2022 and a single comic book. And her next thing is not coming out until spring of 2025. So I'm like, are we are we announcing the Lost or Stars? Two Lost Two Stars. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, spoiler alert, that did not happen. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, but I, don't I am delusional. Anything? No. Yeah, I need I need something. I, I love you, Claudia. Um, again, I haven't read all of her books, but each one I have read is one of my favorites. And she's amazing. And like I said, Lost Stars, so, so good. Uh, but again, we had the era of like, oh, Phasma's getting a novel. So surely she'll, oh. And then 
like I said, Resistance Reborn and, and all that stuff. So now, like with the High Republic, and not just that, but the comics are are doing these yearly big arcs. Uh, we have further connections to like very unexplored, or relatively unexplored stuff, like pre Phantom Menace stuff, uh, and more emphasis on the prequels now, which is awesome. And, and, and really filling the gaps with a lot of the stuff that we've been missing and, and telling new stories, which it really reminds me of the old Legends days where we would have these trilogies and we would have all these uh, concurrent stories going on. And now we're seeing a lot of them slowly, but slowly making some transition into uh, the visual Star Wars media, which is really cool. Uh, but I think the biggest highlight of this panel was i mean obviously the high republic stuff but the comic stuff really was at least for me the the stuff that i saw the most people talking about um obviously uh i i think i mean we're all big fans of ethan Sachs here mm -hmm. uh so knowing that his next run is going to be a django fett series i mm -hmm. think is awesome i love django He's always been a character that I'm like, he's got so much interesting stuff around him. And you're like, oh, because he's got more lines than Boba. But then when you go back and you watch episode two, it's still like he's only still in the movie for like maybe 10 minutes. Like he's not in it super duper much. And we don't know too much about him still because a lot of stuff we did know, like the Bounty Hunter game, not can anymore. So like you can tell his story. And I did really love... I don't know if you ever read this, Jacob, or if you ever read this, Don, but back when they were doing the Age of Republic comics yep. and they had the one-off oh, Jango wow. with Boba, I, I really, really enjoyed that it. one. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, that, it's so that good. book specifically contradicts the Bounty Hunters game. That's because, like, previously uh... I just kind of assumed, oh, well, you could always sort of retrofit it in, but I think it does sort of render it non-canon, which, which I was a little bit like, oh, because I did play that game a lot and I did... There were like a lot of aspects of it that I appreciated. Like I love the Uvu Four Prison Break and stuff, uh, and the Bando Goro were interesting villains. They were kind of scary, if anything. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. Like, like we all said, we all love Ethan Sachs. He's uh, he's written he's really good on Bounty Hunters. He has to juggle so many characters and uh, bring like you know focus on an aspect of the galaxy that we don't actually see all that much because you know like the it, that's adjacent to like the larger conflicts and stuff. And it's really interesting. To get kind of a feel for that and Baylot Balance, he's a really cool character. Like, I know he's, from, I believe he's from Legends. He was from the original he... Marvel run of Star yeah. Wars comics. And it's like issue 14 of the 77. Really the funny thing is, people always like make jokes. So it's like, oh, it's just like the Terminator. Balance is actually older than the Terminator. Like, it came out several years before the first Terminator movie, which crazy. is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, but yeah, he's been around, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess probably since 78, I would guess. Um, so yeah, quite, quite a lifespan. The, the original Terminator came out in what, 84, 86? Like that's something like that off. probably. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're going to get more Django. I'm assuming we're going to get more Zam Wessel as well, which is going mm -hmm. to be really cool. Uh, I really want to hear, uh, so see more stories with her and getting to see him interact with Django specifically interact with a lot of the prequel era bounty hunters like Aura Singh, um, who we haven't seen. We've seen Boba interact with them in the Clone Wars, but yeah. to see maybe Enbo, maybe Cad Bane, because um, I think I remember there being something in uh, Book of Boba Fett about Django and Cad Bane previously having 
some interactions. I might be making that up, but I'm really excited for this uh, comic. But obviously, uh, this is where uh, the bittersweet part comes in for a lot of uh, a lot of these Star Wars comic centric corners of uh, Twitter are that uh, Bounty Hunters is indeed coming to an end next year. And Jacob, yeah, I see you posting about this series a lot. So yeah. give me the, what, what's your reaction to this? And and uh, just I, I guess go in depth uh, about why this series has meant so much to you, uh, mm-hmm. what you like about it, and um, what you hope to see from Ethan going forward with this uh, this new series. Yeah, it it was you know it was a bit of a shock hearing it get canceled. This is you know the first real I think like change up in the status quo for Star Wars comics since like 2020 as far as like what has been releasing. Like you got the mini series, you got the events, but like. For the longest time, we've been operating off of having four ongoing series, and that's been Star Wars, Darth Vader, Doctor Aphra, and Bounty Hunters. And this is the first one that is kind of coming to, or at least that we know so far, is coming to its end. Uh, I think we are getting slowly closer and closer to the end of this, like post Empire Strikes Back era. Uh, but this is the first one to officially be ending at issue forty-two. Uh, it's a, it's a definitely a series that's meant a lot to me. I say all the time that I did not like it at the start. Um, it took me about, I would say like into the second trade paperback to really start enjoying it. But like, since then I've had a great time with it. So basically since war of the bounty hunters, it's, I think the quality has just been going, you know, through the roof, um, from where it started and I think just the characters, I know Don mentioned earlier, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of characters in this mm-hmm. that, that he's been juggling so well. Um, and I think just like kind of this, you know, found family, this motley crew of characters we've had over the past, you know, 20 plus issues right now, um, they mean a lot. And like, I, it's, I feel very connected to this cast that, you know, all feel so well fleshed out, um, and feel, yeah, just feel like a little family, especially like the past, I don't know, probably like 10 issues or so with everything balance has gone through. Ethan will not let that man have a moment of peace. Um, you know, it, it will be, I will miss them um, quite a bit. I, yeah, uh, I'm, it's kind of cool that we are getting Django Fett, even though I think this is only going to be a mini series. So I don't know if it's going to be more than like four or six issues. So, um, but anyways, the past couple issues of Bounty Hunters actually had like Django Fett flashbacks. So I think it's kind of cool that Ethan mm-hmm. got to like show them off a little bit here. It, it's very minimal. Don't like get like super hyped, but like you get a little Django Fett during kind of like the Clone Wars era. So he kind of got to show him off oh, a little nice. bit before taking the helm, you know, coming in. Like, I think it's March or April of next year. I'm, I'm starting to realize how frequently Star Wars authors will tease their next projects before we even know it. Like, oh, yeah. Kevin Scott and Charles Soule yeah. both did it with um, Jedi, Dooku Jedi Lost and Rise of Kylo Ren. There was the little High Republic tidbits in there mm-hmm. uh, before we yeah, were like, with who is Avar Star Wars comic. Yeah, and now we're getting more of that and Ethan being like, okay, I know I'm probably going to do this Django thing. Cause they, he even said at the panel, it's like, all right, well, what do you want to do next? And they asked him and he said, Django. And there you go. I think it is. I think you're right. It, I think it is only going to be a mini series. And I think that works better for it. Cause I, I feel like it, I don't know if Django fits yeah. the kind of character where you could have, I mean, then again, pr- people probably said that about Afra and that, series has been going on in some way or another for the past i think seven years now mm-hmm. so who knows but i'm really excited for it again love the character yeah. i i bounty hunters have always been an area where 
I think they're really cool, but aside from a select few, I've never been able to like fully engross myself in it. Like for a lot of Star Wars fans, especially older ones, that scene in Empire of, you know, all the the bounty hunters there, like that's like, oh, I love these characters. For me, it was just, I mean, those are just guys, like, because I didn't grow (laughs) up in that era. So I I did pick up the first two volumes of Bounty Hunters uh, once the announcement uh, was made that it's going to be ending just so I can because I did like what I read in War of the Bounty Hunters. I didn't like the four LLM and Zuckus one shot. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I thought it was really bad. Um, but I, I like the rest of the stuff that I saw. I thought it was really cool. And Valance, from what I know as a character, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, I know our friends yeah. were literally sobbing once this yes. news broke that the series would be ending. So, oh no. Uh, it's bittersweet because I know that Ethan's going to knock this Django series out of the park, but also this series means so much to so many people. And it's sad when you have, like you said, a staple of these publishing initiatives for the last three, four years just come to an end like this. Yeah. And it, it does seem like we're going to be slowly entering a new era with the comics. And that I think is going to be one of the last questions I asked because I have my guess and my want of what I would like them to do, but mm-hmm. we will see. Uh, the other thing related to miniseries is we got the Mace Windu announcement. We had a, I think this is his second yes. uh, canon comic run because he had uh, the one a couple years back. I think that was also only a miniseries. Yeah, it was like four or five issues. It was like I think it was called Jace, or Jace Mace Windu Jedi of the Republic. I think was. Yeah, what it was I called. have the trade. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. haven't read it, and I, I'm sorry. I'm cool excited for the yeah. image. It is really cool, and I believe mm-hmm. this is. I believe this is pre, episode one. I could be wrong. It is because is it's it, tying is it in, in between, with it. Is it tying with the episode force? one? I think. I think I don't know if it's tying in with the Living Force, which I'm also excited to talk about. But oh, yes. it is. It is releasing next year to coincide because next year is the 25th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, and this is, I imagine, imagine it's going to take place before Phantom. uh, My mind is like just on the floor of that, but uh, Mm. I'm excited for that because I think Mace. I think if anything, Mace Windu and Jango Fett are two characters that honestly kind of need would benefit from getting more stories because obviously, you know, Mace Windu. You know, there's a bunch of the Star Wars fandom that have recently decided that they don't like Mace Windu for like understandable reasons. Oh, we've and had people gets, on the show uh, that hate <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I think the thing is, he get he gets framed often as like everything that's wrong with the Jedi Order, which isn't isn't particularly fair to Mace. It wasn't like down to any particular individuals. It was just the the encroachment of war really that uh, just affected all of the whole order and i just think that it'd be really interesting to actually explore mace more as a character and like actually like explore his more like from a more personal side like what is what his feelings are about stuff and perhaps why he's a more hardened character and so set in following the rules of the jedi as opposed to like jedi like dooku which starts to question like why they don't get involved in politics or like the the more like dirtier matters of other worlds and stuff like that it, it's yeah. it's in, intriguing i would love if this one was more like you said personal and more like centric on his what he's thinking and what he's going through kind of like the obi-wan miniseries was that christopher cantwell did last year uh because Which i feel like mace it was re- i love that series but it's something like mace to me is a character where how you 
he's how he's viewed and how he's written varies from whoever's writing him. Like mm -hmm. if it's a mace centric story, he's always like, Oh, he's one of the best Jedi out there. He's so cool. He's he's yeah. like, Yeah, there's flaws with the Jedi, but like look at this badass guy who's who would live yeah. and die for the Republic. And then you have other people, like say in Brotherhood, where every Mace Windu scene is like, oh, fuck Mace Windu. Like, <laughs> oh, he's treats Anakin <laughs> like shit. You know, you know, he's like, you I know, don't you like until they hate each other. So it's just he's one of those ones where it's like I I, I want to see again we've known the character for yeah twenty four years and and we've gotten a lot maybe of it's going to be the origin of how he gets his purple lightsaber that because be like sick. he did have the blue one and like it could like be adjacent to Phantom Menace and explain how he gets it which because <laughs> like I I would personally be invested in that although I would hope for maybe a more like personal story rather than just the law specific detail of how he got the saber. But yeah, before I forget, uh, fun fact, my, since we're talking about Django and Mace Windu, my my younger brother hated Mace for years because he killed Django Fett. And it was only until like we watched Attack of the Clones many years later, and I pointed out that, that Django could have like he could have ended Mace Windu if he just if he just shot him when <laughs> Mace Windu was disarmed by the reek. But he doesn't do that. He dives for the purple lightsaber. It's like, you know, he had one job. <laughs> <laughs> to kill the Jedi I, in front of him and his I didn't like, even make the connection. Give me. I didn't even make the connection that they announced a Mace and a Django miniseries like concurrently mm. until like I don't think right I did either. Started recording. I was like, oh, okay, that's. They should do like sick. variant covers of like the two of them just like glaring at each mm -hmm. other. Like you can put them together and it's like Mace and Django just like giving each other the <laughs> evils. Like, um. Jacob, funny. besides the High Republic stuff, am I missing anything for the? I know, like we're getting some um, hyperspace oh, stuff. Thrawn Alliances. Oh yeah, Thrawn Alliances. getting an adaptation uh, from written by Jody Hauser and Timothy Zahn. I think I'm ex I'm in I'm excited to see this. Um, Thrawn Alliances, although I do enjoy it, is not my favorite of the canon Thrawn novels. The thing I am most excited for with this one is the fact that after six years or probably seven years by the time this comes out, we will see what a Grisk looks like. And that is hilarious to me. Oh yeah. Long. Holy shit. Yeah. They've I, been I, I see, I a key... But... Yeah, they've been a key focus of like five Thrawn books now and we don't know what they look like. I think they're supposed to be gray. Um, that's about all I know, if I'm being honest. Um, so that'll be cool. Mm -hmm. And it's then I, really I think they're, that they're doing... bringing it out like now uh after the after a certain series i almost slipped then yeah, yeah. Oh, I, it's interesting I think that they're it's... bringing out now it's i think it's quite yeah. purposeful uh, i think it's because of the anakin on what the grist the is. anakin yes crossover that is too. my guess that i too. it's so bizarre that they waited though because like i like okay Darth Vader, regardless of how good it is or like whatever like the run is that is has Darth Vader in it, doesn't matter how good it is, what's going on, it will always be like the number one selling Star Wars comic every single time. It always like tops the charts, and it's like you have a series where you could for like six, five or six, six issues, however long you want to do it, you can put Thrawn and Darth Vader on every single cover, and it's going to sell gangbusters just from like the built-in audience that like really cares about these characters doesn't matter it, yeah it could be just an okay adaptation and people will buy a shit ton of copies so it's just so bizarre yeah. that they waited this long to actually make it happen i i, I indeed it is shocking that they didn't because i feel like the throng comic from the first book came out 
like a year or so after the book. Yeah, it's and like in 2016 like, or 2017. I feel like Alliances has been out for like five, six years at this point. Like it's been yep. quite a bit uh, since it came out, and I mean now we're gonna get it, and it is like you know, people are really into Anakin right now. Thrawn is obviously a very hot character uh, right now in the fandom. So, boom, if we're not going to be getting any Thrawn novels for a little bit because of what's going on in live action, um, there you go. And it's going to give hype to uh, Dave Filoni's movie coming out once they uh, get that further into production and we get more hyped about that. More uh, but it is, it is such a <laughs> weird thing that now we'll probably get treason in like 2026 and then yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, get I, to yes. ascendancy at some point. Yeah, it's like I keep making jokes. Like I can't wait to read the lesser evil adaptation when I'm fifty. It'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like how they release uh, black series lines for shows that aren't this most recent one. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get my uh, a bad batch bat black series in 2025. <laughs> like it's just, I hate it so much. Um, but in terms of High Republic, uh, how about you just go ahead and just take the rails of of, of the big stuff that we can look forward to and like what you're the most hyped for. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, I mean, we have started uh phase three. We had shadows, shadows of, starlight. of starlight number one come out a couple weeks ago. Now that was, I don't know if y'all have read, well, I guess you're a little bit behind, but that was a I, fantastic I went issue. To the last time I, cause the comic book store near me, it was having a closing sale. So I got Ooh. a statue there and I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up shadows of starlight. And they didn't have it. They, they were sold. Uh, so yeah. <sighs> It's a, it was a great issue. Um, really did not like, they're kind of like, you know, just teasing the start of phase three did not see what was coming, even though tales of light and life, which I've also read kind of takes place at the same point point in time. And I'm like, Oh, I did not expect this comic would go that way. Anyways, very exciting. Uh, the first, uh, this is stupid, ridiculous, like in the weeds. Only a few people care about this. The insider short stories start in a couple days for phase three. So that'd be, you know, they'll be fun. Um, oh, cool. But yeah. And then, I mean, we got the first issue of the Marvel mainline starting, I think, in two weeks now. So as well as more Shadow of Starlight, we got the Higher Public Adventures coming in December. So it's a lot on the comics front. That'll be very exciting. Uh, and then, of course, we are like, I think, a week and a half away from Eye of Darkness. So there is a lot happening coming up that we already knew about but as yeah. far as reveals uh this, w the first one was also we kind of they announced this a very long time ago it, but it was like a year plus release window for it and that's the high republic the lightsaber collection from inside editions uh, they yeah. did a regular not like a regular lightsaber collection it's like a nice like coffee table book it's very long yeah. you know a nice format for oh, a lightsaber lovely. yeah um, i have that it's awesome yeah, a couple of years ago. So now they're bringing this one out. It has Avar, Chris, and uh, Porter Angles lightsabers on the cover. Looks great. It'll be awesome. Um, and then non-books and comics. We are getting our first like legitimate High Republic merch item, which is we're getting the Stellan Geos Disney Parks version of this lightsaber. Uh, it's so which cool. Is gonna be like three hundred dollars and does not come with a blade, but it looks sick yeah i know it looks so cool like i was like because when i read rising storm and light of the jedi i was like okay 
Stalin is my one of my new favorite characters. So I had a I got that on Etsy, but like to get the legit real thing, if I ever ever have the money where I'm like, all right, well, I you know, I know what I'm buying and yeah. I have to spend another 100 on a blade. Uh yeah. There we go. Uh but we I think we're also getting a uh, character encyclopedia, which is yes. really cool that we're at the point in the High Republic where we can have one of those. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, it's been going on now for beginning of next year will be three years and it's yep. been announced for four and it doesn't feel like that, but also it's like, it feels like it's been around for so long because there's been so many stories and we haven't really had mm -hmm. something like this since the legends days where there is so much coming out at once. And it's so cool to see. And again, yes, I am a phase behind, but yeah. I'm going to catch up, and I, I'm very excited for Phase 3. Um, there's a chance that once I finish up where I'm at, I'll, I might just jump right into it and get back to Phase 2 eventually, but I, maybe that's I, not a good I'm idea. going to give... Okay, so where... I, I'll give you a recommendation. Where are you right now with your reading? Fallen Star. Okay. Yeah. My recommendation is to... Based on what we've read so far... Well, read so far. I gotta interrupt real okay. quick. Because right. I... Fallen Star... But I've read all of the Phase One comics, and okay. I read the first three or four issues of the Phase Two main run, and then okay. I fell off. There gotcha, go. gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, my recommendation for Phase Two, I really enjoy it. I know not everyone does. My recommendation, if you're just like, I want to get into what's coming out now, I want to kind of like catch up, and I know that this is a lot of content. My recommendation is actually just read the two YA novels. I think it is the most relevant for what is happening with Phase 3 so far from a plot standpoint. They are also, in my opinion, the best two books. Um, so I think that in Battle of Jedha is like your big kind of event in the middle. But Path of Vengeance overlaps with the battle so much. And you get the kind of important bits that you probably need from those two books. So I think... That's that's my personal recommendation. Read as much as you want, read as much as you enjoy. But if you're mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of falling behind, I want to get to like Eye of the Darkness that's coming out in a couple weeks, I would read Path of Deceit and Path of Vengeance. I think it's they're two great books and they really set you up for so far what's been important in the last phase. All right, sweet. I will definitely yeah. take Path that. Path of Deceit is uh, so good. Recommendation. It takes mm -hmm. such a turn. Yes. <laughs> and then Path of Vengeance takes crazier turns. Um, oh my god. So out of every High Republic project we've had so far, what would you say has been your personal favorite? Because I have mine, but... That's I tough. Mean, yeah. My, like, crazy ridiculous answer is the, the manga from Phase 2 is insanely good. Uh, or Edge of Balance uh, Precedent. Really, really good. Um, I have that. I need to read it. It's, it's I have like, a good things. Phase one, one. I definitely would wait to to read Path of Vengeance first before you do it. But very good. Also, the oh. thing I just ran out of my room to get uh, is this is Chronicles of the Jedi. I don't know if this is the first. Oh. well, I guess second reference book. We also got the art book. Uh, this is one of the best I think reference guides that has been written in Star Wars in a long time. Um, it is. I don't know, probably a couple hundred pages and it's written as an in-universe history book. So it's like there's a fictional Jedi archivist that is like, I'm writing a textbook on the era of the High Republic and just kind of mm. tells the story of everything from the perspective Whoa. of a Jedi. Um, and the crazy, th like it's all really well written. So he's, this is the guy writes it after 
the fallen star ends kind of in the timeline. So he's telling some phase one stuff. He's telling some phase two stuff, but obviously he doesn't know everything because he's a Jedi. He doesn't know what's going behind the scenes with the Nihil the whole time, all this stuff. Um, but it's really well written. And the crazy thing is every single piece of art in here is original and it's all done by the same artist. So wow. it really feels like a continuous piece of work. So like, you know, you have beautiful pages like this with all the Jedi from, oh, I mean, this is gorgeous. mostly phase two Jedi. Uh, you have like these little kind of little leaflets that have Arbesh, but they're nice. And they put the English translation on the back. Um, but yeah, wow. like just absolute up. Oh, here's your boy Stellan with his lightsaber from go. rising storm. Oh, that's that so cool. This is like, it's a night. And also like, this is the regular version of the book. I have a collector's edition right there. That's very expensive or not very expensive, but decently expensive. This is like, 20 30 bucks and it has like a faux leather cover with like all this kind of like Ooh. accents on it it's a gorgeous book for That's what it is and uh i also my weird my recommendation is for people that are hopping into phase three that have caught up like been keeping up with things and have you know it's been a while since you've read phase one it don't if you don't want to do a full reread which is a ton of time just read this it kind of like refreshes you on what happened you know two years ago at this point yeah so rising storm Absolutely. is my answer by the way for my favorite great, great like, answer. i light of the I'm jedi was like such a crazy experience reading it the first time rising storm was something where even though i knew the ending ahead of time the last like 20 30 pages were like i was shook to my core the mm -hmm. entire time even though i knew exactly what was going to happen and then uh a close second would probably be the trail of shadows miniseries i adore that it's that a great is one. such a good run um so good but yeah we got a lot to look forward to for high republic eye of darkness is coming out we also got the our first look at uh jedi master now keeve trennis mm. which is crazy to think about kind of getting the parallel from the first cover of the original yes. high republic comic run and i was seeing again with keeve uh all grown up it's crazy and if connor were here he would uh be talking about how much he loves the character uh there's, but there's two things for connor to be really hyped about yeah, here for sure jedi fallen order and and keeve trennis uh, uh and the, and the living force oh yeah no oh, yeah. that was what i was just about to bring up is uh living force which is we knew it was announced, I believe, at Celebration. So we've known about it for a bit. Has it been that long? Wow. Maybe it was uh, San Diego Comic-Con, actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. I think it might have been San Diego, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was announced a while back, but it's still the thing I'm the most hyped for. Uh, Pre-Phantom Menace, getting to focus on all these different prequel Jedi, it feels so legends to me and it i'm i'm hyped for it man john jackson miller returning to writing star wars books it's just i can't wait i think it's gonna be awesome uh and i've loved just about every canon book or story that's taken place in this time period that they've had so far mm -hmm. so i'm just so hyped for it. and again uh especially since around maybe last year two years ago the big thing in the community has been prequel resurgence so yeah. it it's it makes sense 
I, I cannot wait for the book. Uh, it, it's going to be a day one read for me. I've already pre-ordered it. Like I'm so hyped for this book. Uh, Don, I, I think we're in this on the same page with this. We absolutely are. Like it has for starters, it has a gorgeous like cover art that, as you said, Andrew, it's like really evocative of legends, but also like the uh, the posters uh, for the original Star Wars film, especially the prequels. I just love the energy of it, and I also think it's really cool that it's like a road trip, and that each uh, yeah, each like there's going to be a perspective for each of the Jedi Council. So characters like Depa Balaba or Yariel Poof or Opa Rancisis, they're getting a spotlight in a way that they might not have before and it's especially cool now that uh operancesis and yariel proof are shown to be in the high republic era so there's kind of like some i imagine we might even see some like kind of follow through from there which is really cool mm -hmm. although john jackson hasn't written for that but i'm also with you with that with him coming back to write for more star wars it's it's awesome i i've never read kenobi i have it i it's on my perennial i have to read list uh, but I've read a bit of New Dawn before I kind of dropped off to like read High Republic stuff, and I remember really liking it. And I felt he it was the first canon novel, so it's just kind of cool to see him sort of return and like get to helm such a epic feeling book. Really, yeah. Oh, it, it was yeah. only announced back in September. I we way <laughs> overshot <laughs> this thing. Um, I don't remember when they announced it, but like it was. I'm again very excited. Uh, mm -hmm. and again, getting to, once we're starting to see more and more of the transition from the high Republic era to the fall of the Republic era, and just get to really see what that's like more and more. I'm assuming we're going to get more of that in phase three and in the upcoming series that's going to be airing next year. Uh, but again, very hyped. I, any opportunity I will take for more stories with these characters, I will take them. I'm so ready. I think it's going to be awesome, and I think it's going to be uh, one of the bigger books of the the coming year. But I feel like, aside from that and High Republic, we don't know much of what's coming in 2024 on the novel side. It's mainly just the comics, as far as I can remember. Uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, there's... Yeah, that no, that's it. I mean, there's like some of the yeah, it's High Republic this, and then like you know, just more of like Essential Legends collection, which is cool. But these books have mm -hmm. also been out for, you know, at least twenty years or whatever. So, yeah, uh, we. I mean, December is usually kind of a dead period for publishing, like not even just Star Wars, just in general. So maybe you know, as we get into January, we might start to get more announcements. But yeah, we're kind of got an open slate for a lot of next year at I this mean, point. Yeah, we will probably hear more. Uh, soon because i feel mm -hmm. like this year has also kind of been like we haven't had as many books as we had in past years like we had rise of the red blade uh, not counting high republic stuff we had rise of the red blade we had battle scars and we just had crimson climb but i mm -hmm. feel like unless i'm missing an obvious one that's all we've had this year in terms of um, like outside I of the high republic yeah. stuff yeah uh so I'm assuming we'll find out more, but there's a lot to look forward to uh, right now. So I have two questions for both of you. The first is out of what we know is coming on um, in both the book and the comic realm. What is your project that you're looking forward to the most? And the second the is living force. It's living force <laughs> for me as well. <laughs> um, do you, uh, are you keeping with the pack or are, are you, you got a different answer for us? 
you know, I'm very excited for the living force. I'm really excited for like, especially cause I, we, I always am very happy for prequel stories that are not set during the Clone Wars. Cause it feels like they're like, you know, ah, oh, we got this 20, whatever, however, you know, long period you want to define. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stick all of them in this three year period. Uh, yep. So I'm very hyped to have something that takes place outside of that. As much as I love the Clone Wars, obviously. Yeah. I think I being the thing I'm most excited for coming up is pro. I mean, probably for me is at this point, I have darkness. Like, you know, I'm really hyped for the comics and all that stuff. And I, you know, also the living force, but just to have like the first big chunk of phase three for me will be very exciting. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's been a year and a half. Seen in, yeah. Yeah. When January of 22 that came out. I think so that's right. Be, Almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, close to two years, close to two years. And we'll have, yeah. I, I believe phase three is lasting until spring 25. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, long so i am i'm very excited and i can't wait my Bloody second it's on question to though is related <laughs> yeah. to something that you brought up earlier jacob kind of indirectly and that's okay. we for the last i think since i think since 2020 now have been with the the mainline comics have been in the empire strikes back to return of the jedi era yes. So my question is, now that we think that we're we're getting the point, because it's only technically, what, a year in the timeline in between movies, we're getting to the point where that's probably going to be ending sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the next thing they're going to do with the mainline is? Like, what time period? And what would you like it to be? My, have, okay. yeah. yeah. my So my take is, because I think a lot of people just like, you know, it makes sense that they feel this way. They're like, we got post A New Hope. We got post Empire Strikes Back. Then we'll get post Return of the Jedi. I can understand why that is like the natural thought. I think they are maybe gearing up or my, you know, this is completely speculation. Obviously, I don't know anything. I feel like they are maybe going to a prequel run of comics next i think it makes a lot of sense we're getting you know all the miniseries the Django, the mace windu miniseries we talked about earlier um dark horse is doing their like new hyperspace stories graphic novels starting with an obi-wan and a qui-gon uh one uh, next year um i think it makes a lot of sense we are again getting on big anniversaries a lot of hype there i think there's you know i just think there's a lot of desire uh and, and for these sorts of stories um especially since you know one of the most formative famous star wars comics was the you know 98 slash republic run that ran from you know pre phantom menace all the way up through uh or 66 so i think it may and you know that comic depending on how you want to count it it's very it's a very complicated thing ran at least 83 issues uh, <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of hype for that. I, I would want to see something like that. But if I, you know, if I want to make this more interesting answer and have two different answers for both what I think and what I want to happen, um, I would love to see some, I don't know, maybe like five to 10 years prior to the sequel trilogy comics, something I would love it. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get anything around. Oh, that I absolutely until, not. <laughs> especially not now. I think the closest we'll see it is around the time new Jedi order releases, if at all. 
Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, especially because it's such so, a yeah. with the one of the movies coming out soon. It's like they're probably going to be real tight-lipped on what you can and can't tell in that yeah. era. Um, which is why I don't think we're going to see anything close to the Mandoverse for the mainline comic. Um, so that's why I think maybe yeah. post return of the Jedi is out. So for me, even though I, I'm right with you, I would love some around the time of the sequel trilogy era stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think we're on the same page. I, I think with what they've announced with the Django Fett, with the Mace Windu stuff, just with everything we're getting, I think after this run ends, we're going to go for a prequel story. We're going to go back in time. My preference. I would love that. Yeah. I hadn't I, even I, considered. It's also my choice, but my my time period for me would be between episode one and episode two. Oh, absolutely. I, I just think, I absolutely. think that at this point is the least touched on I, timeline in all of Star Wars. It's like a 10 year period. And I think there are literally two stories that take place between there so far. It's the Queen's Shadow, I think is mm-hmm. in that time period. Yeah. And the Obi-Wan Anakin miniseries. And that is, I, as far yeah. as I'm aware, that's it. And I, I like yeah, that and series. Yeah, it's very fine. minimal. And Shadow is fine. But yeah. I would love, again, just seeing that era of Anakin and Obi-Wan together. I would love the getting to see the formation of the Separatist army. Getting to see Dooku's further falls to the dark side would be really cool. Getting to see just what the Republic is like during this time period. Cause again, it's a 10 year gap and we get like, like Jacob said, two stories. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yes, I think pre Phantom Menace would also be really cool because like a year or two beforehand, mm-hmm. again, has only been touched on a couple times. I think on purpose, but if we're going to go further into the prequels again, I would love Clone Wars stories, but we've gotten so many at this point yes, that we have yeah it would be refreshing to get like preteen anakin skywalker we've had one yeah. story ever yeah in canon give Twice us the moodiness that. yeah that would be yeah. my my pick um something i guess way out like off the wall would be just something completely different uh in, in mm-hmm. something we haven't seen but that's yeah. kind of high republic so i feel like they wouldn't have two yeah. ongoing story initiatives where it's something completely new it's filling the niche wise. isn't it really yeah and i, I, I would suppose, love like, like, like to add on to what you're saying that's an amazing idea i hadn't even thought of that jacob when uh you you proposed it that's a great idea for in terms of the comics because i don't think they want to tread too much on the other show on the other shows which we can't discuss AMPCP, pay your actors come on please uh but anyway yes please that would be nice uh, but i think i if I, exactly if i could add anything to like to the discussion i think one thing that would be kind of cool is is to adopt a clone wars style framing for a comic like that so like an arc of it mm. follows obi-wan and anakin and then maybe you follow padme and some political intrigue or like palpatine potentially and maybe some like other jedi characters or like just you know non-specific uh prequel characters or just new characters because like you know, maybe use the first arc to set up a, an original character, kind of like how uh, the Darth Vader comic set up Dr. Aphra and then she got her own comic. And then before long, you've got like all these other players. So you don't have to constrict yourself to this like 
one uh, group of, of, of Jedi characters who are probably only going to see so much of the galaxy. Because like, like Jacob said, mm -hmm. it's a 10 year gap and we know so mm -hmm. little about like the machinations of things beyond just like the Cypher Diaz stuff. Uh, so it's just, it's a, it, I, I'm really intrigued. I hope that's maybe what they're, they're thinking of doing with the comics side. Yeah, and what be so great was the if we bring the same energy that we brought to Star Wars comics the past eight years now. Holy cow! Um, would you know if we have yeah. three, four, three or four like dedicated runs in this time period? You could touch, you know, you could have a Jedi series, you could have a Separatist series, you could have a, I don't know, like you could have so many different kind of feeling uh, runs that would really you know flesh out this time period yeah the main star yeah. wars comic runs since 2015 have been like you said just all ot based storytelling so i think mm -hmm. you like there's only so much you can do and yes there is 30 years after return of the jedi that you can touch on but we have seen sort of like the direct aftermath of return of the jedi in comics before with shattered empire yeah. uh so I mean, unless they want to do that again, um, yeah. but I, I would like again. You could, my I, I'm saying this, but I'm also like, if they just immediately go into Luke and Leia's training, I'd be like, all right, give me that. Oh yeah, I'd be hyped. But, <laughs> yeah, yes. <same>. But, um, <laughs> I, I think this would be a really cool choice, and since we know that they're not going to go near the sequel trilogy right now, that's probably uh what we're what we're with i you know, I, I don't want i we, we just uh, i also don't want a between episode three and four to be the the new no. time period because again it's touched on yeah. a lot and i would like to get away we've got from so much in that era the empire for a bit and just do something cool and new and i think mace windu Django, living force I hope I I hope I I'm on the right track there, and if it's if it's between uh, Phantom Menace and Tackle Clones, heck yeah, that's that's my choice there. Um, but yeah, I think we've talked about a lot. There's a lot of cool books and comics coming out, so this is just a reminder: if you have not gotten into um, the Star Wars books or comics yet, first of all, why are you watching this episode? <laughs> I feel like that's just kind of an hour on you know what is this high republic thing they're talking about but read there's so many great star wars books and star wars comics out there um give it a shot if you're like oh there's too many i would say there's one more one book that we have first. mentioned go ahead uh and that is and that is the star wars dad jokes book that was announced <laughs> on panel, oh, uh, Shout out Kelly Knox. It's like you love to see it. Like reaching her final her like ultimate form uh with Star Wars dad jokes. It's like I I genuinely want to read that. That's that was actually one of my most hyped reveals because like <laughs> she always delivers uh with, with those kind of jokes, Kelly Knox, and just giving her a whole book of that material is fantastic. I love it. I, I one last point I want to make before I actually go into what I was gonna do first is I just think it's so cool that we're at this point where people in the yeah. community are like a part of the storytelling. Like we yeah. people that we have had interactions with are writing Star Wars stuff. People we yeah. are friends with have been referenced in Star Wars stories recently. There's two yeah. in the last year and probably more than I'm even thinking of. So it's so cool. And I think it's just also just a, a testament to how in, like engaging the current like group of authors we have are because yeah. 
I they're just all great interactions, and the few I've had interactions with have been great. And I just I have nothing but positive things to say about the wonderful people writing Star Wars novels and comics right now. Uh, and, and it's clear how much they love doing so. And it's just great knowing that the people that are writing the stories that we love love this stuff as much as we do. And that's just all you can ask for in my mind. But again, if you want to really get into the world of Star Wars books or, or comics, but you don't know where to start, I would say probably pick up a standalone book first, see how you like it. Um, I would recommend Lost Stars or Bloodline or Princess of Alderaan or literally anything Claudia Gray has ever done. Um, or say uh, Brotherhood <laughs> is another great one, especially if you're a Clone Wars kid. Yes. It's so fucking good. Uh, and then just go right on in or, or, or try the High Republic. There's just so much great stuff out there. And uh, you'll eventually get to the point where you're either like me or I mean, where you're either like Jacob, where you read literally everything. Uh, <laughs> or you're like myself, where you have bookshelves full of books that you haven't gotten to reading yet. Uh, but you just keep buying more books uh, before you get a chance to read the other ones. <laughs> And, That's my legend shelf, so don't yeah, feel bad. And and, and you, you have <laughs> about five years worth of well. backlog. Oh. So yeah, there's oh. that. Uh, Jacob, thank you for joining us uh, yeah. this week on the show. It was great talking uh, Star Wars publishing with you, uh, and uh, again, not having you uh, get let down by me in a trivia <laughs> format. We, uh, you know, we, we both could have won in that sudden death yeah. mat or that sudden death round. So don't put it all on yourself. All right. Uh, uh, but where, where can the good people find you? Yeah. So I am on TikTok and Twitter at Jacob Bausch, like the bounty hunter Bausch. Uh, and you can find me there talking about mostly star Wars publishing. I also am on the cosmic force podcast from Utini that does, bi-weekly star wars comics conversation so if you are really deep in the weeds with star wars comics and you like seeing silly things like r5 droids with arms sticking out the front of their panels uh that is a, a great place for you to check out so but yeah I'm, I'm super happy to be here and chat with you all about the wonderful world of star wars publishing yeah exactly if you if you like what it's you heard pleasure having this you episode, on, uh definitely go check out jacob's stuff because he does at least on tiktok alone so many deep dives and weekly updates on what he's been reading, what he's been collecting. It's just, it's, he's a really great follow. Uh, Don, as for yourself. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter uh, at Donovan Mead, where I usually have been tweeting a lot about like uh, uh, Star Wars stuff, but like I've scaled it back to like to publishing because of, of course, as we said before, there's a strike going on. Hopefully, uh, a deal is being reached soon, but yeah, until then, AMPTP, pay your actors. You've paid the writers, now uh, square it with the with the actors. Come on. But uh, you can also find me on uh, TikTok uh, and Instagram under the same handle, at Donovan McComish. Oh, X, my handle is Donovan Mead. Uh, those, two, those are the two platforms, Donovan McComish. Uh, I recently got an invite to Blue Sky uh, via R2D2 from uh, Geeky Waffle. So thank you very much for that, Arzu. Uh, there I'm uh, Donovan McComish uh, at bskysocial.com. Uh, I think that's the, the at. I'm still working that out, but yeah. Uh, and I believe the website is like going through maintenance, but when it is back up, you can find me on... Uh, 
swe.com uh, or whatever name uh, Austin goes with uh, to relaunch it. But yeah, we we write uh, media, we write various articles about like uh, Star Wars, whether it's like publishing or like the uh, media side video games. Uh, and we've also done our own like fan stories as well. Like uh, I did one story that came out uh, in 2022 called Star Wars Scars of War that was all about like uh, exploring like the PTSD of a clone trooper who survived order 66 meeting a jedi survivor of order 66 so yeah uh, if you like star wars and pain then give it a read uh pain as for myself you can find me all social media twitter instagram tiktok at starlight andrew uh i've brought it i've referenced it a couple times now but uh in a galaxy trivia epic confrontations Jake and I are a team over there. We had our first match as uh, Hearts of Kyber uh, a couple months ago at this point. Great fun. Sick name, I'm by the way. Gonna, yeah. I, I I thought of it, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. How about Hearts of Kyber? Yeah, and then, of course, because we're us, we come out to a Blondie song because we have to. I was we like, came out to a Blondie song yeah. because the first song we chose the was taken. The first song we chose was Yeah, exactly. I was like, Jacob, we you can't go wrong with Blondie, though. Give me any heart themed song. <laughs> like, we need something. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can find our first match there. It was great fun. I'm not going to talk about the result. Uh, and then, uh, as for the podcast, you can find us on uh, Twitter at For the Repub Pod, on Instagram, TikTok at For the Republic Pod, uh, where you can find further updates on the podcast. And uh, check back uh, after you watch this episode and go to our Twitter for uh, the Jedi Archive poll. You can vote on this week's nominations oh, and see awesome. what uh, is our third inductee. Uh, we'll be back soon for more exciting episodes. And until then, may the Force be with you always.